This week on the Rockman Power Hour, we are joined by two actors from the cast of Thanksgiving, Eli Roth's new slasher fest that started out as a trailer in 2007, and it's finally made its way to the big screen. You don't want to miss this. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. We're very excited because Ryan and I were lucky enough to see a movie that uh, I had been anticipating ever since I saw the preview for it. And I know, Ryan, you've been excited about it as well. And that, of course, is Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. There's a lot of um, a lot of folklore around this movie because it originally started out as a Grindhouse trailer when Tarantino and Rodriguez were doing those uh, Grindhouse films. Uh, and Terror and uh, Death Proof. Right. So yeah. this is the one that got greenlit and this has been made. Um, there's a lot of other ones. There's speculative, uh, you know, there's speculation that, that, that they might come later on. But this, I think this took, how long did it take to make? Is it, would I, do I dare say 20 years? Uh, just it would take a long time. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting that you say it took so long because a lot of horror is timeless in a way. So even yeah. if it did feel it to me it almost feels this film feels like a i know what you did last summer type film where like, oh, yeah. the entire time or scream like the mass killer like friday the 13th part one who's doing it because in a jason Voorhees movie like in well, all the other ones are like jason but in that first one it's like who's doing all this killing so i i love that i love i love not knowing I'm like, who is doing this? And that's it, a large part of why this movie kept me on the edge of my seat. All right, so here we go. The trailers that were in the original Grindhouse um, from 2007, okay? This is the third feature that was adapted from one of those trailers. Um, okay. The first one was uh, Machete, mm-hmm. <laughs> which of course became three films, right. Robert Rodriguez Machete, and then Jason Eisner's Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, right. In 2011. So yeah, this trailer dropped in 2007 and here we are 15, 16 years later and we are finally getting it. And this was Eli Roth's trailer, um, mock trailer, um, Thanksgiving. Okay. Listen, the cast. Great. Patrick Dempsey's awesome. Um, uh, Gina Gershon, Rick Hoffman, uh, and there's a ton of new kids that are in there and, it's not just, of the block, new not, not of the block. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're joined by Jeff Teravinen. Um, he plays a uh, a deputy in the film um, who is uh, part of the uh, law enforcement in Plymouth, Massachusetts, that is trying to figure out what is going on here on this Thanksgiving weekend. Um, he plays Deputy Brett Labelle in Thanksgiving, and uh, we're very very excited to have him on with us. I think it's really cool, Ryan, because we didn't expect this to happen. Um, no. We kind of just wanted to see the movie and we we're like, all right, well, we're going to talk about the movie. They asked us if we'd be down to, you know, to, to reviewing the film and, and to spread the word about the movie. It always helps when you like something and uh, mm-hmm. you and I very much like this, I think. Right. Um, very much so. I, yeah. I felt like a, I, I was going to say it like a kid again, because I watched a lot of horror movies when I was a kid, but also I was a teenager in that sweet spot in the nineties when that horror revival was happening with scream. I know what you did last summer and um, 
House on Haunted Hill was coming out. So it wasn't just slashers. It was also like real throwbacks to other uh, horrors uh, movies too. And uh, there was a remake of My Bloody Valentine. A lot of remakes too, but um, yeah. I, I, I got to say, like the cast was really cool. Like the douchebags are super douchebags, which is a good <laughs> throwback to like yeah. 80s, yeah. 80s bullies. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Eli Roth, clearly, this is a love letter to slasher horror films. And it's also, it's a good story. And it's uh, it's extremely well done. And um, like Friday the 13th, what made that franchise famous, despite the fact we all knew Jason was doing it, we still kept going back because the way he would do all the kills was very creative. And um, that that's really was like the killer effect of Friday the 13th. And I think that was brought in this as well, because it's not just like stab, walk away. There was some there's some interesting ways of how to kill a motherfucker on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, no kidding. And yeah. it's it's crazy because when you think of the whole um, the whole idea of uh, a holiday killer, you know, um, I I love films that are rooted in a holiday. Yeah, uh, yeah. love. I know you do. You know, right. you know, Trick or Treat. Um, yeah. Obviously, Halloween, of course. Yeah. You know, the OG. Uh, but I love the Canadian ones like Black Christmas. I absolutely love one of my favorites of all time is my Bloody Valentine. Another very clever thing is the use of the cell phones as kind of like a, as an element to introduce horror and not uh, an easily escapable situation in which if you went back in time and dropped a cell phone in half these slasher films, all of a sudden, like everyone gets away from Jason, no problem. Sure. But yeah, in, yeah. This, in this circumstance, it's almost kind of like the means to a trap. It's like this is how this is how. He, anybody can find you at all times. It seemed timeless, but at the same time, very now, especially with influencers and other other stuff too. Yeah. The show Generation V is brilliant when it comes to the darker side of influencers and that kind of like um, culture we're developing where we post everything at all times and we're showing emotions because we're supposed to show emotions, but we don't feel those emotions. And yeah, and, uh, yeah the, the contrast to that. So anyway, Eli Roth, I tip my hat to you. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, exactly. I felt, I felt like a kid. I felt like I was watching something. I felt like I was watching something that we're going to be talking about for a while. Yeah. And that's going to kind of join the, join the ranks of like, I, like I mentioned before, it's going to join the ranks of the other classics and the other, mm. uh, potential, um, franchises. So that, that right out of the, right out of the gate is a great thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. John Carver, great character design. Um, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be something we're going to see cosplayed at a lot of comic cons. Cause we, you know, we work for, for quite a few comic cons and I think we're going to see John Carver cosplay. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, oh, and let's not forget the, the little nod. It's not Walmart. It's, it's right. Mart. Right. Mart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, and if, and if right. Mart was owned by not like a conglomerate, it was owned by an individual. Yeah, and, who the, uh, you know. and, and that actor is great, man. That He's guy, so, every actor in his movie is great. Yeah, okay. yeah, well, it's very well cast. I have to give it yeah. that. I, I really have to give it that. Like, so the actor that plays um, Thomas Wright, who's the order, uh, the owner of of Wright Mark, or, mm. is uh, Rick Hoffman. Okay, so yeah. Rick Hoffman, he was in Suits. Um, he's been in, uh, you know, he's known for the Bernie Mac show. He played this yeah. character named Jerry Best. So he's great, but man. I don't know what it is, but you see that guy when they put a mustache on him, it just makes him so it's like, he's, he's just so like when he smiles and stuff, he just looks like the quintessential greedy store owner. Like it's just, he plays it so, so well. So yeah, yeah. Cast, cast is great in this. And, uh, and, and, you know, we mentioned at the top of the show, we, we were lucky enough to have 
one of the cast members join us. Uh, he, he plays uh, Deputy Brett LaBelle, and his name is Jeff Taravanian. I hope I didn't screw up his name. Taravanian. And uh, great guy. Really, really nice guy. And um, like, you know, Ryan, whenever we get to talk to somebody that actually has something to do with the film, okay. it's fun because you get a whole other perspective. He seemed to really, really lean into his part and uh, and and really be appreciative to to be part of this. And, you know, there's one point when we mentioned, you know, that how we feel this 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 film um, franchise will go if there is one. And mm. uh, anyways, let, without any further ado, let's jump into this right now. Here is our uh, interview with Jeff from Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, listen, this is really fun because uh, Ryan and I got to see this amazing movie that I never thought would get made. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and and then we find out that this Grindhouse trailer that people have been talking about for years and years and years finally gets greenlit, finally gets made. We see the movie, I think, two days ago. And yeah. I walked out of there and I was like, this is exactly what I needed. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. I, I've really been curious about because I saw the, the original movie myself too, so I didn't know what to expect. So right, yeah. right. Well, we're we're really happy to have Jeff with us. Uh, Jeff, you play Deputy Brett Labelle. Yeah. Um. So, what's it like when you get the call from who's you know whoever's casting the film? Whether I don't know if you got the call from Eli himself, how much he had to do with casting you, if you were casted through casting agent. But what does it get? Uh, what's it like when you get a call knowing that you're going to be in something that will have a special place in a lot of horror fans hearts. Yeah. You know, I remember the edition more than anything. I remember reading for it and thinking this is the biggest waste of time. I was almost one of those ones where you're angry. Cause I like, I got all this stuff to do and they're going to make me audition for this role that I have no chance of getting. And uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty pleasantly surprised. I remember coming out of the doctor's office, my agent called me and he says, I hope you don't have everything going on in March. I'm like, what? What's wrong? Because when he calls, mm -hmm. you know, something yeah, good or bad. Something's up. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you got to be kidding me. And the funniest thing was that the first day of shooting was March 14th. And I was moving up from a, living 13 years in a house. Oh, uh, wow. We moved that morning. So <laughs> it was crazy, man. So it was like literally out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, but honestly, Eli, I don't know what kind of reputation he has in terms of what you know about him, but to me, he was this intense guy that I've watched in movies and he plays a lot of intense characters. Yeah, of course. Nicest, nicest guy in the world. And honestly, my favorite director I've ever worked with. So really? Wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm not explaining anybody I haven't I've worked with in the past. There, there's been a lot of great ones, but Eli has just this fun mix with obviously being able to communicate. He's an actor as well. It was such a good, honestly, he's kind of spoiled. We were talking about the other day, some of the cast, how you're spoiled because, you know, you go back to guys who are thinking in 40 different ways, uh, but acting is just one small part of it, right? Right. Whereas Eli, when he was talking to you, he was really in. Like he, you knew, you knew he knew what he was talking about in terms of acting and that. So, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, Something about this film that really, you know, it's it's no spoiler because it's kind of in the trailers and stuff, but it kind of opens with a Black Friday scenario. And um, what horrified me, as much as I'm scared of some masked person coming to get me in the night and uh, doing Thanksgiving-related murder things to me, uh, I am terrified of Black Friday and the stoops that humanity will go to to get <laughs> a, a, a toaster on, a toaster or a television at a discount. Um, when you were reading this script and you saw the kind of like... the 
the depths the deaths would go to like were you uh, looking forward to like taking part in a horror film such as this which is a real throwback to you know not only 80s slasher but 90s slasher as well yeah um the more i read into it the more it looked like it was going to be fun now mm. i i have like a wide taste i love things like hereditary say where you mm. feel like violated and that kind of stuff but this yeah. one looked like it was going to be like an old school sort of fun one. There's a lot of fun lines and different scenarios. So that's what I've been telling friends too, that are like, there's no way I'm going to see your movie. I, I'm, I'm terrified of this or I hate slashes. Like, trust me, it's, it's not just one sort of thing. It's like, I feel like you're going to leave this. Like you, you left an amusement park, you know, you had some fun mm -hmm. ride laughs, some scary moments, you know, but it, it's not like a one dimensional, like this was oh. horrifying and I need to see a priest. <laughs> Something, you know what I mean? So, well, if anything, we were we were curious. Like we spent the entire movie, every few minutes, we had a new theory of who did it, and uh, yeah. that's what kept us on the edge of our seat. Is like it really is a great mystery as well. It's just like you know, it's not just a slasher film. It's a really engaging story, and the characters, like yourself, are extremely well developed. Where you know you want to make you want to make sure everyone gets out, and not everyone does, of course. But uh, yeah. you know, especially ugly scenes for some people. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it, it's you know, it's funny you mentioned Hereditary, and we we've had uh, Ari on the show before. Um, it's you know everybody approaches things differently. Um, Ari's very cerebral, you know, but at the same time, the violence is very visceral. Uh, the violence yeah. in this movie is very visceral. It's very like almost schlocky, but it's effective. And yeah. you know, it, it it makes you remember like when when I go to see a slasher movie or a horror movie. I like multi, like I, I like it to be multi-layered, but I do like when those kills are well thought out and they're creative and they're, and there's some stuff in here. I mean, you know, from the trailer, I was intrigued. I love the character, you know, I love the killer. Um, I love the, the character design of the killer. That to me is so important. Um, and you know, you look at like one of my favorite horror movies is my bloody Valentine and oh, yeah. you know, the minor is so, and this to me is right on par with the minor in terms of like mm. this, this mythical, kind of holiday killer um but the kills are great um is it is it fun for you as a, as a horror fan to to see these from being done on screen to you know later you know in post when the sounds added and then seeing it in the theater with people reacting it's got to be a great trip to, to see the whole process or whatever yeah. whatever you have seen you know yeah, I know I've seen it a few times now, and um, yeah, you're right. And in fact, I was going to say I got to give props to the sound guys because they did such a good job. Uh, a friend of mine who watched it, who's afraid of horror movies, was like this apparently half of it. But he, 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 when I watched it the second time, I was really listening because he said even though I was covering my eyes in the theater, um, the sound was killing him. So mm -hmm. okay, I'll check it out. It was right. Yeah, it was like you really get that full full meal deal. Ah, so he should have been doing this instead of closing his eyes. I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you need a sensory deprivation chamber to escape the horrors in which uh, he saw and heard on screen. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will never be eating corn on the cob the same way again. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, my mom always, you know, I, 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 we're Canadian. I, I, are you Canadian? Or you're Canadian. Yeah, I'm Canadian. Yeah, so, so, you know, so Thanksgiving for us isn't like it is south of the border. No, it's in October. You know, yeah and i was but, always jealous of that right it, same it's same thing about it. and especially in films you know like in films it always starts thanksgiving it, it, it seems like these people go home for the holidays at the end of november and they do nothing for a month it's like 
like you guys went home for the holidays, but like you spent a month in your old town. Like, didn't you have work to do? But what always gets me um, when I think of Thanksgiving and uh, it's those little corn things that my mom had. My mom had sets of those little, they were like, they looked like corn on the cobs. Uh, cor- they look like actual corn with the two picks on each end that you would put yeah. in and you would eat Good your job. corn like that. So when you see those in the movie and it's no secret, cause I mean, they're using the trailer, they're used in a certain way that it's just like, I don't know if my mom sets those down again at Thanksgiving, if I'm going to be able to use those. There's a lot of other good stuff that Eli has been cooking up in his terror kitchen as well throughout the film, as you know. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah that, that's one of the good ones. I don't think I've ever seen anything close to that one before, but there's a few others where I was like, Holy <laughs> you're pushing you, the over here. You're um, you know, you're uh sharing some screen time with you know arguably the the sexiest man alive right now yeah <laughs> as he's been as he's been coined by by people magazine uh what's it like to share screen time with patrick it's tough because he's so so good looking that you leave set with your <laughs> eyes kind of hurting you know so you try not to look directly at him um yeah no he's honestly he's such a down-to-earth guy yeah, um, he seems it he really seems it yeah like I, I can't say it enough. Very like low key hanging out. And then, you know, we'll talk a bit and, you know, he does his thing, but it was never, um, it was never like the star kind of thing. There was no star treatment for him. And he was great and really super collaborative. I'll tell you something. I, I over the years, um, I remember acting opposite of tennis balls um, where, you know, you're working with some big actor and they do the scene on you and they do the scene on them and the wides and the, the all that kind of stuff. When it's time to do uh, Jeff, I'm looking at a tennis ball because that guy's checked out. Right. Mm. You know, whereas with with Patrick, so many times I remember it was like time to do my close-ups or whatever. And he'd be like, did you get, do, is there anything else I can do for you? Do you need anything else? I'm thinking, smokes, man. This is a, this is a good guy, you know, because not, you don't always get that sometimes with, even with, you know, normal actors or normal level stuff you know they're they're checked out they're reading the lines to you but he was so good that way i remember being really impressed with that uh, and uh going going back to eli um you know he's he's known for he's, you know so much brutality and so many like you know legendary kills in film obviously he's also known for his stuff that he did with tarantino i mean you know the, uh, the bear jew is just like one of the greatest one of the greatest characters in modern cinema yeah. in terms of like just a revenge guy um you mentioned how nice he was. Were there any things that happened on set where you were just like, man, this could go either way. Like if something went wrong and you were like, how is he going to react? And he surprised you? No, honestly, the the surprise was more because of me, because I've done this before. Like when I did dark matter, the show, yeah. um, when I first met Alex Malari jr. who's the nicest guy. We've become best of friends, but I expected him to be like his character. So like yeah. you said, I, I'm thinking Eli, I'm seeing a couple of interviews where he seemed intense and then the bear Jew and I thought he's going to, I better have my act together. Cause he's going to be like this intense, you know, type guy. And again, he's the nicest guy. He's so collaborative. He, he's an actor. So he knows how to communicate with you. He takes the time to have fun and he sets the tone for his sets. And I've seen that with Tarantino um, clips and stuff where you can tell that, he loves making movies and everybody else there does as well. And he makes an environment like that. Eli is the exact same. Um, probably le- probably learned a bit from him on that. And I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, they're really good buddies as well. So, I mean, I, I know like uh, Quentin will look at his scripts and his, and his cuts and stuff as well. So those guys have spent a lot of time together and it sure as must've rubbed off on Eli because they're two guys that love what they do. You know what I mean? And they, they still seem genuinely grateful. The only time I saw Eli even look a little bit 
concern was when we were doing the parade scene, which was a huge scene. Yeah. So there was a lot going on. And, uh, you know, it's sometimes setups take a little longer. So this is the worst it got with like, guys, we got to get this done now. As opposed to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not like freaking out, but that was it. It was just, it was like a little tiny thing in his eyes. Like we got to get this done. So yeah, no crazy, no crazy intensity lie. It was just a uh, professional world. like really fun to be around. Um, I gotta say, uh, you know, you said Eli was very like relaxed on set. Uh, but uh, when it came to your character, did you come with a full character? Did he develop with you? Like, uh, I know some characters are not always directly on the page, and sometimes it's up to an actor to kind of bring a little of yourself in there. Like, how much of yourself is in this one? Well, there's yeah, there's a lot of interesting things there. Um, I don't know if I get any away, but there's a few things we shot that didn't get in because of time wise, good scenes, but you know, it is what it is, and. If we get a Blu-ray, then I believe those will go in and yeah. okay. learn even more. But yeah, I mean, there was a there's quite a backstory that was given to me. Um, you know, Jeff Rendell as well, the, the the writer as well. He we talked a lot about different things. My character is an ex-marine. If you can be an ex-marine, you're always a marine. But um, it was a special ops one from the Force Recon, and I have friends okay. that, that are in that unit, so I, I bug them all kinds of information, like what would people do, and that's the thing. He he comes to this town as a, as a new deputy in a new town and then everything starts going crazy. So maybe he's the killer, maybe he's not, but right. Bad timing. Right. But uh, you know, he's, he's looking at these horrifying things and this is a guy that's been in Fallujah and all these terrible battles and stuff. So it's even he's affected by it. So, or is he? (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, it's interesting. Um, And you know, we mentioned um, that, that there's a lot of times where you think you think, you know, who's, who's the killer and you don't, were there ever points like, were, did you guys know from the get from the jump who it was going to be, or did they try to keep you guys in suspense? Cause I know a lot of the times they like, oh, to, or did you know, like right off the bat, okay, we know this is who it's going to be. The scripts that went out never had the ending. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Right. So that's the funny thing is that we were guessing as well. I mean, yeah. yeah like there was, a, there was times when I read the script, I thought, eh. I was wrong. So, yeah. You know, you mentioned like if this gets a Blu-ray, this is definitely getting a Blu-ray. This is going to be like a celebrated release. And I think it's going to be one of these movies that, um, you know, like kind of like Krampus, you know, like Krampus is one of those ones that everybody goes back to at Christmas time. Does it feel cool to know that, you know, there's, there's not a, t- there's not a ton of Thanksgiving horror out there. Um, and, and this is fairly unique. And what's great about this is that, you know, this is going to be something that people are going to watch every year. That's got to be that's got to feel good that you know you're a part of something that's going to last and it's going to become a cult classic. Honestly, that's my hope. I mean, yeah. I, I said what I said because I'm, I'm always afraid to jinx anything, not that mm-hmm. I have any power, but it's like, you know, I never take anything for granted ever. And, but yeah, we, I mean, that's our hope that this can become a major, major uh, Thanksgiving thing where people watch every year and maybe become another, like a scream franchise, that kind of thing where it becomes, it gets a life of its own that way. I, I, I was really lucky to be part of a, like an instant Christmas classic. I did the, I was like the bad guy in the Christmas Chronicles. And just knowing that people every year are on Instagram send me yeah. photos of their living room with it in the background. And it's like, to that's me, that's really- the coolest thing. In the world. Honestly, yeah. Because like my daughter and I, ever since she was born, we watch, say, like the Polar Express or we watch It's a Wonderful Life. And I'll point out, I go, the bad guy, he was born in 1885. And we're still <laughs> watching yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to call it because we have to wrap up, but I'm going to call it. There's a lot of turkey in your future, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good, man. It's a fine film. It's all thriller and no filler, tons of stuffing, and it's delicious.
Love to hear it. <laughs> thanks for all the all the uh, the time and thanks for the film. We really loved it, man. Thank you, guys. Last minute little addition to this uh, interview. Um, so we were in a the movie theater and I almost jumped out of my seat and disrupted many people by making a slightly loud, effeminate nap sound when I saw that my buddy Chris Sanford yeah. was uh, in the beginning of the film. And it has a very interesting scene, I got to say. So, uh, well, you know, he's I'm, important. Yeah, he, very important. I would say he's very important to the film. Like yeah. when he when he first came, like I remember you you did scream like a schoolgirl. Like, oh my god, that's my friend Chris. I was like, are you alright? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but shut up. There's yeah, people trying to watch it. Not really. There's like six critics, but yeah. Uh, but you, they were criticizing my sound. Oh like, yeah, oh, we were. And the thing is, like, we go to these movies, man, and yeah. like we're in press screenings with five or six other journalists who are all too everyone's kind of just being reserved. I don't want to say too cool for school. They're just being more reserved because they're critics. Right. And you and I are like, yes, ah, whoa, like really we're fans. We're fans. And like every killer. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh. And it's just like, that's yeah, high fiving and stuff. Yeah. I actually would love to go back and watch this with a full audience. Cause I think it would be way better. Oh yeah. But, oh, uh, it was fantastic, but I feel you like a Fantasia midnight screen or something. Oh, glorious, man. glorious. It, but uh, all right, so so we're lucky enough to have your buddy Chris, who uh, who plays a very important part. But we'll let him talk about it. Here's, here's the interview with Chris Sanford. All right, really, really happy to have with us on the Rock Power Hour uh, a gentleman who I just discovered when I watched Thanksgiving, um, and much to my uh, to my um, surprise and to my pleasure, Ryan said, "That's my buddy Chris." <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chris Sandiford uh, joining us here on the Rock Power Hour. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat today on this Sunday morning, man. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I- so you're you're in Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, happy American Thanksgiving. So, right. you know, let's be be clear about that. But yeah, you know, for about three minutes. But uh, oh, dude, there there is no, you know, they say there's no small actors or small, no, no, small, no small roles, parts. Or small actors. No, small uh, dude, like, listen, your, your part, though brief, is very effective. <laughs> and uh, let me just say, like, oh, we said this in our other interview and uh, in our review of it, but I'm just like, it's like as scared as I am of like a mass killer coming at me with a knife and trying to cook me in an oven. I am much more scared of a mob that wants a waffle iron <laughs> for like 20 bucks off. And uh, I, the entire time I was watching the beginning of the film, which is something to behold, everybody, like even if you don't like horror films and are just interested in, in the horror of humanity, uh, you got to check this out because I was watching the beginning and I'm like, this could happen <laughs> and, and uh i've seen you do a lot of crazy things chris i've seen you uh hang out with vampires and what we do in the shadows i've seen you uh in all sorts of things and uh, it's just it's such a pleasure before we begin this it's just such a pleasure to see just oh that's that guy from battle combat me and melissa both unanimously agreed like that is that that is a fucking star and then all of a sudden you it's to see the ascension of what you're doing is just really great because I don't know. It, it it was always there. You know what I mean? You didn't have to like turn oh, into a disco band for everything to work. Like this oh, is man. what you did in the beginning and now you're here now. So now that made you feel incredibly awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. No, stop. Okay. 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 Keep it coming. What, what's, keep it coming. What, yeah. what's it like working with uh, a gentleman that is a nice fellow in person, but on screen, a very sadistic uh, imagination such as Eli Roth. 
I will say um, I couldn't believe that I got the part to begin with, but it's my understanding, like later on when I was on set, I realized, oh, he likes comics. He likes just funny looseness and people who aren't really precious. Um, so he really did put together like the four days I did on set. It was like everyone was there. It was like 500 extras. Um, the whole cast of those kids, you know, Addison Ray and uh, um, Nell Verlec and all these other guys. It was like, I couldn't believe how fun the green room was. Usually the green room, you know, I'm an actor, but, you know, I like to say that I'm an actor with a lowercase a, just because I'm like, <laughs> I'm there. I'm happy to be there. It's great work. It's it's so fun. Best job in the world. But I'm really like at heart, I'm a stand up. I'm just a funny guy. I don't take myself too seriously. Right. Uh, man, that green room rocked. It was like <laughs> no one really took themselves seriously. Like I didn't I feel bad. I didn't know about Ad Addison Ray until do working that job. I think I told some friends I was in doing that movie and some friends who are in the industry knew who she was. Some like really big TikTok star or whatever. Mm. And I thought in again, like I thought I was more intimidated. Don't get me wrong. I'm very intimidated by filmmakers, usually more so than the stars. But just right. hearing that made me go, okay, I don't know what to expect from the mood on the set. The vibe is like, this person going to be very diva-y? Is Eli going to be more kind of handling these people? But it was, man, it was like everyone... I said this when, I said this about um, uh, what we do in the shadows. Everyone really did feel an equal part responsible for the scene that they're in. You know what I mean? You never really... Yeah. I never I never had to subjugate myself really to be like... As much as I kind of naturally did, because I know it's a small part. Um, but a very effective part. It, he, you know, kind of launches the thing. Um, yeah. You know, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to say too much. But uh, yeah, but, I'll but just you're say like he, you're you're like the catalyst. You're like you're like the catalyst of of. I didn't know if I could say, but yeah, yeah. I guess it's out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you are yeah. you are mm -hmm. you're you're a very integral part of the story. Um, and that's yeah, what, where I couldn't that, believe that. Yeah, and and you know, it's funny because we spoke to we spoke to Jeff who plays uh, Deputy Bell. And, oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, and we spoke to him a couple of days ago, and um, you know, he was saying that Eli was just so much fun to work with, and him as well, you know, um, being an actor who's you know who's done a fair bit of work, but also who who seems still pretty humble, was like he didn't know what to expect when Eli came on set, and he was like, man, like dis absolutely like, disarms I, you right away. He was incredibly disarming, um, like for sure intense. When we were in those day, like in the middle of like you know a twelve hour, thirteen hour day, whatever it was, and the, again left those five hundred extras. He knows what he wants, yeah. and he's gonna get it, man. And if you know, I think this kind of had a smaller budget than maybe I don't know. I kind of it's a big movie, certainly. Yeah. But maybe a smaller budget for a bigger movie. So like we had to get the days, man. Get, yeah. So it's certainly intense when he needs to be. He's a like a like a general, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which I was which I expected, but also just so down to earth, just so fun. Like we're I'm speak I'm learning Italian now. And in the green room, I was just like, Hey man, like I hear your wife's Italian. He's like, That's right. Yeah. So wait, what's going on? Like you're you're Italian too. And I'm like, and I'm trying <laughs> to cab with him, thinking that he speaks Italian because his wife speaks Italian, but but he doesn't. I don't even know what the <laughs> that was. But he was. He would seem to be charmed by it, and I was right. equally charmed by him. The guy, the dude, likes sharks, which yeah. I think is so cool. Like I was like, he's telling, he's talking to us about his shark documentary that's coming out. Well, it's out now, but at the time, I was like, what's going on? Are you? I didn't know you were an advocate for sharks. Um, you guys were aware of this, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm aware of it now. I know he likes horror movies and heavy metal and sexy '80s comedies, but 
now shark love is added he's, uh, to the well yeah he's, a diff- he's, he's trying to advocate for sharks which you know what i learned a lot from him on set and then a lot from another interview i watched with him and i'm like okay this uh this is a real thing no man he's absolutely he's a surgeon he when he needs to be yeah general need when he needs to be and like a goofball as well like he's just again like in the green room doing accents from hanover and like oh, yeah, we growing up, we watching these like com- commercials where the guy's like, "Oh, these chocolate bars are better than our." Like, oh, did did he ever ask you to do the the Boston accent, which other people in this movie have a bo- accent as thick as a block of ice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank God. Because don't get me wrong, like I would love the opportunity opportunity to do an accent in a yeah. in a thing, but he always saw my character as being maybe from like Akron or something. Like we were joking around, yeah, like yeah. Accent and out in the out in the parking lot with all those uh, customers, he's like, "Yeah, you're probably from Akron or you know just somewhere somewhere in Ohio. Maybe you're from Nebraska. Maybe you're from Omaha. Just like mm. just a little bit of uh, vocal diversity here. We don't want everyone because exactly. Yeah, maybe it would get too tired if everyone's being like." Hey, come yeah. on, you motherfucker! I can see that's. I don't even know what that was. That was a yeah. bit of Tennessee and a bit of me. <laughs> it's 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 fun to um it's fun to see um you know just like what Ryan mentioned like what happens it's not fun to see but it's fun to watch from from a distance mm-hmm. what happens when a mob goes awry um and when you know when the mob mob mentality takes over I I firsthand saw it for the first time um in '93 when the Habs won the cup. Okay. Mm. And uh, the, you know the riot downtown. Yeah, like, yeah. When, of course. when they when they won the cup, and then I thought you were going to say Rodney King. Sorry. Me too. Like, I thought I this was going to say. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't there, unfortunately. <laughs> um, no, no. I saw. It, well, but but keeping on that theme that year, um, I saw it happen in Montreal, and and the crazy part was, it was supposed to be a festive occasion, right? You know, um, right. exactly. We want we want. Yeah, it should have been <laughs> something where we were just celebrating, but no. What happens when a bunch of people get together? It just mm. takes a couple of things to set things off. And it, it could take one event that just sets something off. And we see this in the film. I mean, there's altercations. There's there's a little bit of this and that. And then, boom, it just like people's, are their fuses are lit and that's it. Um, and nothing can stop it, literally. Truly it, nothing can stop it. And it's scary to see. So when you're when you're um in that position where you're, you know, like you're a security guard, everyone, you know, it's I, I mean, we can say that you're a security guard in the yeah. film. At one point, you're facing, you know, 500 people. Oh, that more. Are, yeah, more. But well, um, 500 extras, but implied there's even. Oh, more yeah, yeah. Inside. I mean, there's so a lot of people yeah. that are looking right at you. So, where do you go to in your in your acting toolbox to pull out what you need for that? Do do is it like drawing from a personal? Like, do you have to go like, oh man, I got to remember when I was the most scared ever when a bully was coming at me? Like, man, is, you don't have to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> you just I, have to look extras, out at the model. Like. I don't like acting in front of extras at all. Um, So you get enough of them in there and it's like, shit. Okay. Well now I got to really act now for everyone here to, you know, believe that I deserve the job. (laughs) That's literally, I don't, I didn't like, I, I'm sorry if that's not a satisfying answer, but no, it's fine. It's honest. Times you look, I've been doing this, you know, a decade now. And um, every so often, yeah, you'll do a day where it's like, and thank God, like, Every so often you'll do a day where there's like a bunch of people, a bunch more people on set watching, whether it's extras or safety people or stunt people, depending on the day. And it just, you have to, you have to show up for yourself that much yeah, more. Yeah. It's like, well, and, 
to get the day, it all hinges on what the camera's on. And in this in this setup, it might not all be about you, but it, for this shot, it is. And mm-hmm. for this moment, it is. So you really do have to show up for yourself in a way, and show up for these people so everyone can go home. And then also see, you know, so it looks good on the final on, on the on the final in the final film. Um, I don't have to do much. I'll be honest with you. Um, I have to where I really have to show up is like for myself. And when it's like a little scarier is when it's like a smaller emotional scene, like those are fun to do. Don't get me wrong. This is the profession we're in. But that's where I really have to kind of like small little delicate stuff that yeah. like that day with the 500 that was so fun like yeah. those days mm-hmm. that was multiple days yeah um, i guess because it was so many people mm-hmm. i mean I, I i had the most fun and hanging out with tim dylan and like joking around with him it was like kind of a dream come true that's nice. like i love don't get me wrong i did say i hated working in front of extras because i really have to now prove myself to them but it's yeah. like whatever this is the challenge that i signed up for yep I think I met it and it was really, really fun. Yeah. I, I every, t- every time I'm in a scene, I'm always, as I'm doing it, I'm always convincing myself I'm ruining the movie or show, whatever I'm in, where like when you're watching it, you're like, oh yeah, everything was great to that one performance that was so <laughs> left field and over the top and terrible. And they're like, oh God, is this some producer's nephew? Like, so I have these little voices in my head going on there, but I do, but I do know what it's like where even the most brief coverage on screen how long it actually takes to happen without yeah. giving any spoilers. How long were you down there for? Cause how long were I, was I on the ground? Yeah. How long were you down there for? Cause uh, let, let me tell you, man, as someone who hasn't seen the movie yet or whatever, I think as I, I think uh, the inner narcissist and all of us will be very pleased that you actually are on screen and uh, you know, they don't cut away from you too often, man. Like it's, it's there. Um, there was it's this is gonna it's hard to say it's hard to say i was there four days and mm. i think that whole sequence yeah it, so just to get that whole sequence mm. um so I'm, I'm gonna give two answers i was there was a there was a dummy made for of me okay get um, the fuck out <laughs> really my whole life i've always up. wanted a dummy <laughs> i'll send you i don't know how much you can show of the i'll send you something that is kind of fun I, I've yeah got, if, like, we, if we can get a shot of that we'll show it up there for yeah, yeah yeah it's like the first like <laughs> seven seconds are like of ostensibly me on the ground with like crew yeah. around me sprinkling glass yeah. but yeah. then turns around and it's me filming the behind the scenes there laughing about that but with glass <laughs> in my face but with makeup on and glass in my face but yeah. you think like literally i sent it to like so many people i sent it to my mom and she was like are you then, okay oh, oh that's not even you yeah. um the dummy i was told which is this is so funny the, the dummy i was told they sourced like kind of just the just the broad strokes of it from yeah. um, when Viola not what's what is it I think it's Viola Davis she's on um she was in Suicide Squad which shot here so yeah. the guy dummy the mold the guy just kept that dummy and was like yeah well you guys are about the same dimensions <laughs> I guess this will just worked out and like ah. and before they dressed it it was a dummy of Viola Davis but then they put the Man, they just they did a little bit of makeup and it looked exactly like me. I've That's no, crazy. It makes me go, well, does Hollywood need another Negro that looks like Viola Davis? I don't know. I don't it's know, probably man. it's probably because it's probably the scene where in Suicide Squad where she gets the bat across the head. 
I think so. Yeah, mm. I was. I was that's the most that violent. Too. Yeah, that's probably because she gets mm. batted across the head. Yeah, and she just drops. Yeah. So it's probably. I literally that. was like, when the hell does she need? Yeah, that's Waller. I forgot her name. Waller. Waller. Mm. Uh, I just finished. It's actually. I'm just in the middle of. I'm it's on the w. last episode of Peacekeeper. What is it? Amanda Waller. Wait, which which actress? Yeah, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. There you go. Amanda, Amanda Waller. Waller. Yeah. 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 You are not the same size as her. <laughs> well, they made the dummy was for whatever reason. And well, the, the dummy's in incredibly good shape. I don't know. It's, I, I'll say this too. The like it fooled so many people, fooled me. As soon as they got it dressed up, like makeup and everything, and with the costume, I was like, okay, well. And I look at the, I look, not that I'm a narcissist or anything, but I look at this every day when I'm doing when I'm doing my morning. It's like, oh, wow. And I was convinced. Um, the, the funniest thing about that is like one of the, one of the key guys that worked on keeping that worked on that 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 dummy also built a dummy of me for uh back for what we do in the shadows and didn't realize yeah. I was the guy that was cast oh, as wow. um as Doug this right mark security guy so when we when I got into his chair he was like wait a minute I've already like I should have <laughs> kept that thing like they let the crew fucking went to town like I have a friend on that crew who like did some pretty wild stuff with that. <laughs> did you? Did you? Let me ask. Like, oh, it's my friend. It's funny. I think it's funny. That I have a dummy of my friend, and she sent me so many pictures of her with it in like a shopping cart near the river. And, and, like, I would have carried it around weekend at Bernie's style and just yeah. Like, oh my god! It yeah. literally is just me, but with my eyes closed. Um, and that's kind of spoiling the fifth season of the Vampire Show, but that's been out forever now. I'm going to say Shadows was one of those things, Chris, where Melissa and I, it's like one of our favorite shows. And when we were watching it and it was like other thing where when you just pop on, it's like the opposite effect of Joey on Friends where he tells everybody he's going to be on something and then they cut him out of it. I had no idea you were going to be on screen and there you were. And then the best part about it is like, oh, there you are again and again. And then each season, they give you more and more and more to do. And Man, that just I... goes to show it's like, all you actors out there, you never know what's yeah. going to happen. You really do never know. And it's like, what a mitzvah when it does. I'm like, man, my spirit has always been like, look, as much as I want to work and get the thing and like fingers crossed, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you're waiting for that phone to ring. So like the moment I leave an audition or I hear if I'm in the mix for something, I try to have something to do. Yeah. So I'm not just thinking about that because it's like this business is very fickle and it has to be because of the whims of whatever. You don't know when a pandemic will crop up or, you know, somebody yeah. handsomer or shorter or, you know, whatever the right dimensions or whatever than you is going to get the part. So it's like you really can't. There's so much of it is out of your hands. So I try to do my best to, like, forget about it. Yeah. But then, yeah, then you get like midst, there's great gifts that happen. I thought Shadows was going to be one day one episode <laughs> and then in the fitting the lady's like oh yeah i've just read a new script and we might need to um we might need to uh make uh, a dummy of you and this was three yeah. this is four years ago and mm. i'm like why well, would you oh yeah i've just read the new script you haven't heard and i'm like oh my god she's giving she's giving it away yeah. to me before my agents even knew Mm -hmm. And then, um, we didn't need a dummy, but like the character, this is season two, die dies ostensibly, and then comes back, and then right. So it's like, wow, what a great! Uh, it's that's one of the best jobs. That one as well. It's like uh, so funny. Those guys are like so incredible. You just want to rise to them, you know. You want to rise yeah. to the occasion. I was at a table read for one of the episodes where I was just we're all dying laughing. <laughs> 
at like the three leads just very dryly just reading the it's a, it's a table read they haven't seen the script before but just dryly you know maybe doing their voices maybe and it's just incredible yeah it's just like they know what the uh, and, anyway, and you, you know and it's so important what you said because i've heard this so many times from actors you know like whatever the part is and, and and this is true in anything in life whatever you're given a chance to do make that the best you know do the best job you can like show up and if you're going to be that you know guy who stands in the back stand in the back like a motherfucker like yeah. you know what i mean and it's so important because everybody you know th these things get noticed and they are appreciated and yeah. like oh, you yeah. said like it's i remember when i did music um i did it you know across canada probably 10 times 10 tours before we got anywhere um we had to leave canada had to go to the us yeah. but by the time we got yeah. to the us people were like oh who's this brand new band and who just arrived in los angeles no we'd been working at it back and forth for eight years honing the craft and exactly it, and then you have so, chops and then and when then you when your up. chance comes you're you're, yeah. you're ready so it's a it's a real lesson to be learned for but that's for all, it and even if you're not ready here. you just have just more tools in your basket you know because I'm I'm on my philosophy is you're never really finished you know it's just whatever you're at whatever time you're at and you just feel just that much more confident because you've got all this experience 100%. so it's like um yeah may the journey never end because it's yeah. about you know it's about the journey but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just like, just do this, whatever part it is. It's just like, okay, well, this is part of the story they're telling, however small the thing. So yeah, do it like it, do it like you mean it. Do it like, you know, you would, are imagining yourself watching this and it's just some other guy that had the part. Imagine you're at home watching the scene. It's just like, oh yeah, I get the bit. Yeah. It couldn't be simpler, but it's also, you know, couldn't, couldn't be harder. You know, you got to steal yourself. You got to get yourself out of your own ego um or at least kind of tamp down your ego a little and just be serve the story um which to me is just kind of a no-brainer i love just stuff like this it's a real joy to be in yeah so it's like you you get it right away so it's easier to kind of be like okay i know what this is i'm just going to do this thing and often i can't wait for the day to be over so i don't have a chance to put my foot in my mouth or yeah. <laughs> do something wrong like sometimes like i cannot wait to get out of there Less is more, you know. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I'm here. I'm, 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 I get to be with these people for a bit. I hope I don't say something stupid. Yeah. And then you're out. And it's like, okay, good. I think I did it. I survived. <laughs> I survived, and I think they thought I was really cool. And then, you know, eight episodes later, four, four more seasons later, they keep come bringing you back. So it's like, awesome. uh, man, what a nice thing. What a nice time that is. Amazing, man. Well, Chris, thanks so much for stopping by. This has been absolutely great. It's always a pleasure to see you on screen. Do you have any other projects coming out uh, this year that you're aware of and are allowed to say? Uh, not this year. Like before the end of 2023? Uh, let's say early 2024 or whatever. I mean, there's about five seconds left of 2023 unless you're in 20 Hallmark movies. Right, right. Uh, no Hallmark, Hallmark movies. I did a couple indie features this year. This was a big movie heavy year for me, so I feel really lucky. I did a couple indie features this year. Um, I'm hoping they'll come out. Uh, I, there's one. I know there's already a screener going around for one, but I still have to do ADR for it, like literally in, in a couple of days. So I have no idea how close they're, they are. But um, I don't know I, what I can say about it. Um, mm. So I'm sorry for that tease. But there's That's another one that I just shot with starring Dan Byrne, local actor here, Dan Byrne, directed by Sukian Lee. And I don't know if you know yeah, Sukian Lee. Of course. But yeah, yeah of course. Canadian indie darling. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Much uh, music. Short definitely. Us. It's um great human being, amazing person. Um, she directed her 
an, an adaptation of her ex-boyfriend's uh, graphic novel, paying for it, which mm. was which is huge for me because I read that in university. A friend of mine, oh wow, man, to this guy Chester Brown, yeah, um, Canadian uh, art legend. Um, and since then, I've read a few more of his. He's just got a really cool kind of twisted. It's not, I want to say twisted, but just more. Um, he focuses on, he focuses on coming of age and um, sexualization and mm. what it means to you know be a young man that's horny and it's uh, it really spoke to me at the time and it still does. I had to pick up a copy of his The Playboy recently just to be like just to reacquaint myself with it. Um, anyway, paying nice. for it, she's adapting that and I'm one of the guys. And, awesome. I'm not sure when that'll come out. 2024, I'm hoping, but um, mm -hmm. we just shot it. I'm really proud of it. Um, and then, yeah, more stuff to come. There's some video games, but those I can absolutely not talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know the video game deal. <laughs> yeah, that for whatever reason, those are that's yeah. a tight-lipped uh, situation. But I guess it's a bigger industry than movies now, so mm -hmm. I don't bite the hand that feeds. I uh, just want to ask you lastly. Um, we we asked Jeff about this, and I'm going to ask you as well. Um, you know. Every holiday, there seems to be not every holiday, but it, more and more, there seem to be these horror movies that break out um, of a holiday season that end up being yearly staples. Um, you know, My Bloody Valentine for Valentine's Day, um, April Fool's Day, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Halloween, uh, you know, all the Christmas ones. You know, there's 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 Krampus and now there's Violent Night. There's these ones that people. Just yeah, that's to go back true. To. How does it feel to to be in something that more than likely is going to be coming? a staple for Thanksgiving. I, you know what? I had to reckon with that back in April when we were shooting it, where I was like, this is something that like, I had to say, shit, this is something that I was going to see anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Grindhouse trailer came out. Yeah. It was this trailer. This is how long was Grindhouse ago? 2007. Like, the odds. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when that came out thinking that trailer, like when that, when the girls, like when the knife comes up through the trampoline, I'm like, this movie needs yeah. to be made. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they yeah we've really all been waiting a long time for this, man. <laughs> so that and the trailer don't, I think, I think that may have been Edgar Wright. I'm like, mm. these are incredible. Those were the top two for yeah. sure. So <laughs> it was like, man, when I got, when I was there and it was real to me, I was like, this is like, I, it doesn't even matter that I'm in this. Yeah. It, to me, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 of course, it's great. Like, I'm so happy to be a part of it. And I guess that's your question. So, yeah, man, I'm like, I feel like that uh, that more than anything, my three minutes in this movie, more than my t the last 10 years, are going to be kind of like something I can hang my hat on. It's like, yeah, yeah. well, you know what? Yeah, okay, you were on Star Trek? Well, this, this is Yeah, dude, you're, you're, you're Doug. I love Star Trek and I wish I could be in it. And that's, that is the truth. That is the well, truth. Speaking of Star Trek, this month on the podcast, uh, we're going to be giving away the Star Trek, the Picard Legacy Collection, which has Holy all, smokes! everything inside of it is uh, all based on Jean-Luc Picard. And uh, just make sure you keep it locked on the Rockman Power Hour all month long to find out how you can win this in December. That's all the movies, the <laughs> Picard series, the Next Generation series, everything that Jean-Luc smokes. That's, that's courtesy of our friends at, uh, at uh, Paramount Home Video. And uh, Shin Communications. So oh, that yeah. is more than a stopping, a stuck stocking stuffer. Wow, I need some coffee. You're, you're, stu you're stuffing <laughs> a lot of things with that. Uh, Chris, thanks for taking the time, man. Thank you so much. This is great. Jason, Ryan, amazing. Thank you. The perfect thing about this film is that every single year I feel this drought, you can say, of 
happiness after Halloween uh, goes back into the ground and Christmas starts to uh, reel its head a little prematurely. And uh, I say to myself, what is a definitive November film? And there is a few of them, but I can say that this one will be leading the charge from this year on. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving finally has its horror movie. And that makes me very, very happy because we have Christmas horror films. We have Halloween horror films. We have April Fool's horror films. If you want to count Leprechaun as St. Patrick's Day. We have a St. Patrick's Day horror film. We have a Valentine's Day horror film. Now we've got a proper Thanksgiving horror film. So thank you to Eli Roth for that. (laughs) I'm really, really excited for people to see this. It it's out now. So, um, and, uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have seen it early. Um, and I mean, man, I, I couldn't have been more excited for this one. You know, it's funny because there's all these other movies that are opening. Like there's the hunger games, like the, the, fifth or sixth hunger game movie uh i saw napoleon on wednesday which is another you know ridley scott huge movie but this was the movie that was coming that i was the most excited for from the cool. first trailer from the first poster of the you know the, that look at john carver i couldn't wait for this and i'm glad it delivered because if it wouldn't have delivered i would have really been bummed but uh but thanksgiving is exactly what i wanted and i got there it to, I, I i left very full and very satisfied. Ah, okay. I also what I like about this movie. There is a lot of puns. <laughs> yeah, like there will be yeah. no leftovers. Like that whole thing that was on the yeah. poster from, and uh, and just like the promo that like the promo stuff that we saw outside of the theater. Like you know the Thanksgiving dinner setup, the table yeah. setup with that little hole where you can put your head in and you're the turkey. Like it's just Jason. You know it's amazing. What? Oh my god! I just realized the acting strike like ended like five minutes ago, right? Yeah. This is the first actor from an American production. Yeah, that's promoting a film. That we've talked to. In quite a while. In quite some time. Yeah, since since July. Since July. Wow. And I'm yeah. happy, you know, and, and talk about, you know, it being fortuitous that this comes out and then Eli Roth and everybody can promote this. Like it can get a proper premiere. The actors, like, I'm really happy because if this kind of would have fallen under the radar, I would have felt bad. So at least it's getting yeah. its shot. It's getting its proper shot. And um Fingers crossed we can maybe get to talk to Eli on this show because that would be a dream come true for me. I mean, such a great director, such a great actor, so many things I'd want to ask him about. So let's let's hope we can make that happen. Um, all right. Well, listen, um, I want to let people know that um, we uh, would not be here if it wasn't for our friends over at Heartbeat Hot Sauce. As you can see behind Ryan, who lives in a fridge, they are the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. This is the very, very almost finished Blueberry Habanero. Uh, which you can get over at heartbeathotsauce.com. Use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right there, and that'll get you 20% off your entire order. Uh, Also, want to let you know, in the month of December, we are going to be giving this away, which we're very excited to have from our friends over at Paramount Home Video and uh, Shin Communications. This is Star Trek The Picard Legacy. Every bit of Star Trek Picard is in this box. Every season, every every movie. All of the next gen is in here the the series the picard series that just ended up and ended a while back three seasons are in here and all of the next gen cast movies are in this box as well as a lot of other great things a great there's a really cool hardcover book uh some coasters some playing cards and and it's numbered numbered and limited to um i believe a hundred and seventeen thousand Okay, I was going to say 117. It's like some guy in a, tr- no, it's, a red Star Trek outfit is going to kick down your door right now. All right, it, just to tell you, it is numbered to hmm. 11,750. So there's 11,750 sets like this in the world, hmm. and we are giving you a chance to win one of them in December. So make sure you keep it locked on our socials and on our YouTube page, 
And uh, thanks to our friends over at Shin Communications and um, Paramount Home Video Canada for giving us this to give away in December. Uh, thanks to Studio House Designs and thanks to my co-host Ryan Stick. Thank you to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thank you to Promo Avenue and Sony Pictures Canada for helping us out with uh, having Jeff on the show. We're very, very excited to have him with us. And uh, to all of you, if you're looking for a great holiday film that'll uh, satisfy the horror fan in you, Thanksgiving is it. Go see it now in theaters everywhere. Uh, until next time, we'll see you on The Rock. Roll.